Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I need it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that guy, Fun for the first time out, isn't it, to hear the whole thing? Yes, yes. So welcome, everyone. Our new music, um, we're just getting used to and we love it. But welcome. We are breaking up with our bullshit. I'm Tawny Santabria. I'm J.D.K. Winnikin. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. Yeah, are you happy to be here? I am. How I are was. You? I I was thinking about, um, well, it's easier for me to talk about what I think about my feelings and my actual feelings, as you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Um, and like a happy, excited, mm-hmm. not really nervous. I'm not worried about where this is going to go. So I'm more excited mm-hmm. than anything else. How about you? I'm excited too. Um, and it is a happy, excited. I don't know if there's another kind of excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Am I overcomplicating I, something I again? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But this happy, excited, I, I, I thought, wow, that's new or not. Um, but yeah, happy, excited. And, um, and, um, yeah. Ready to roll. Yeah, you are excited. I, I can I, tell. <laughs> it was exciting. Well, the reason, I mean, we're so excited because this is something we've been talking about doing for a while now. And um, for those of you uh, who haven't followed sort of the buildup to this on our, on our Facebook group, Breaking Up With, Your Bull, Breaking Up With Our Bullshit, that's a Facebook group you can join. Uh, Tawny and I have been talking about doing this for a while. And I think where we should start, it seems to me, is is telling everybody exactly what we mean by bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a very powerful word because it can mean a lot of things, right? And mm-hmm. we tend to throw it around. If someone is, you know, bullshitting you, it means they're lying to you, right? Or if somebody's full of crap, you know, you can say full of bullshit. Yeah. But that's not exactly what we mean. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should start there. How would you define, like, for what we're breaking up with, mm-hmm. what is that in your words? Yes. I think about bullshit, and we've talked about this, is, break, is the, the stuff that no longer serves us, the stuff that sort of gets in the way of us being able to be who we want and, and, um, and experience life in a way that we want to. We've got a lot of stories that we tell ourselves that keep us sort of limited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these are things that we oftentimes feel are just a normal part mm-hmm. of what we do. We make up stories about ourselves, about other people, about our future, about what our past means. And they actually, those stories kind of keep us stuck in places, right? Okay. <laughs> now, um, I think it's a really important thing because uh, in your work that you do as a coach, as a counselor, mm-hmm. all those things that you've been doing for a long time, mm-hmm. it's your job to help people sort of untangle what's happening with them emotionally 
but you tend to zero in on getting the emotions untangled from the stories that people tell about their emotions, mm-hmm. right? So it's not if they have a breakup, they're sad about the breakup, you help them stay focused on the sad in the present of the breakup rather than the stories about this means I'm always going to be alone, this means that, mm-hmm. you know, no one's love, no one can love me, mm-hmm. whatever those things might be, right? It's, it's dividing those stories from that emotion. Is that fair to say? It, it is fair to say, yes. We can't predict the future even though we tell ourselves we can and we make up a bunch of stories that say that we can, but we can't predict the future, right? Burst my bubble. And what the heck, what is wrong with sad? Why is is it terrible to allow ourselves to be sad and okay with it for a moment or two or a little bit longer if it needs to hang out a little bit longer? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, for me, actually, I mean, in some ways, that's kind of how we got connected mm-hmm. was around that very question, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for me, the way the experiences I had growing up, sad or anything else that was negative, sad, angry, scared, those were messages that I somehow along the line turned into a sign of imminent danger. Mm-hmm. Something bad was either happening or was about to happen if I was feeling any of those things. So I needed to get away from those as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed to push them down, needed to push them away. I needed to pretend they weren't there. Uh, and, and I think we all, I mean, is it fair to say we all learn various ways of this? I mean, maybe not the same for other people, but. Yeah, I think we have all learned this. I think we all struggle with this, right? There's positive emotions and negative emotions and we want to have the positive ones and we want to get rid of the negative ones. But the reality is, is that as human beings, we have them all and they don't have to be positive or negative. Right. Um, then the sooner we can get comfortable with some of the ones that are less pleasant or more uncomfortable, the easier life becomes for us because we are human and we do have them, those feelings, no matter what we convince ourselves <laughs> or how we convince ourselves otherwise. Right, yeah. right. And they don't have to. And what you're saying, like, what's <laughs> wrong with sad is there isn't anything wrong with sad. There isn't anything wrong with any emotions that we're feeling in a given moment. And so, in some ways, you're helping, you've, you've been helping people for a long time understand what emotions are, what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. This, this might be a good time to explain how, why the two of us are sitting here doing this mm-hmm. and why people are listening and or watching yes. to this. Okay, because um, I kind of gave you a hint a minute ago that we, Tawny and I first connected over this idea of sad. Um, <laughs> to do this, what I'd like everybody who's listening or watching to, to do is to think back to a moment that you've had in your life where you maybe your lowest point, maybe not the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but the point where you felt like I'm, you just felt defeated by life. Like all the things you had learned, all the, all the work maybe you had done to overcome things, uh, to change your life around, whatever the case may be, where you just felt defeated by I, life. I think that happened to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still here. In a moment, yes. I wow. think I, I think I had that experience yesterday for a moment. Yeah. But anyways. So yes. it happens. I mean, yeah, it this, happens. this this can happen mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. But I'm think I'm 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 suggesting a time where you really can remember feeling like I have no idea what to do. I feel like I'm failing in every way that matters. I feel like everybody else gets what's going on and I missed the memo. Because mm-hmm. that's where the story starts mm-hmm. with uh, with Tawny and myself. Okay. And so about a month, year and a half ago or so now, mm-hmm. I went back and looked. I was in, in retrospect, what could only be called a steady downward spiral. 
emotionally. Despite having done a lot of work in my life, uh, which you guys will hear about in time uh, on the show as we, as we go along. But I'd done a lot of work on my life. You know, I rebuilt it in a lot of ways. I'd done a lot of of therapy work. I'd done a lot of discovery of things in myself and changes in behavior and all these things. And I was on this downward slide and uh, emotionally. And the, the situation doesn't really matter. You'll, you'll hear the specifics in time. But uh, it was an area of my life where I feel the most vulnerable oftentimes. And I was in a really vulnerable spot. And I was making up a million stories about what it all meant about what it meant for me in my life, what it meant for my family, what it meant for just about anything. And it was, uh, it was a very, very hopeless place that I was spiraling into. And one day, out of the blue, I got this text from Tawny. Now, Tawny and I had met in professional capacities uh, previously uh, as part of business networking. And I knew, what, I knew what you did. I knew about Integrated Growth Coach. Uh, dot com. I knew about all that. I loved all the stuff that you were doing mm-hmm. because I was really in an, a time period where I was exploring new ways of kind of getting in touch with myself and understanding the world around me. And I got this text from you that I promptly ignored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it back. was this it was this text <laughs> where you said, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was along the lines of, hey, J.D., I just was thinking about you and I had this sense mm-hmm. or this feeling that maybe things aren't great. How are you? Are you doing all right? And I promptly ignored it. <laughs> As I said, um, I mean, I read it. I appreciated it. But I was so tunnel visioned in where I was. I, I was isolating. I was, I was not in a good spot. A handful of days after that, I want everybody to envision this. Uh, your reaction when you felt defeated in that one moment. My reaction when I, some things that occurred in the situation that was bothering me that just broke me or I felt like they broke me. Mm-hmm. And imagine a grown ass man, 46 years old, curling up <laughs> on the floor in a ball at the foot of his bed <laughs> on the floor. because that was the only space I could behind a closed door. No one knew I was there and just despondent. Mm-hmm. And the tears were there and there were tears of frustration and anger and sadness and messaging to myself of how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Why is it with everything that I've done all the things I've worked on, all the things I've learned. I'm a smart guy. I got a PhD. <laughs> you know, I, how come I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing? And I don't know why this situation has me so sideways. Because part of my mind knew it shouldn't, but it did. And I was so lost and frightened and all these things. And then, then I remembered this text. Mm-hmm. Laying there on the floor and I literally grabbed my phone on the floor, turned on my side, and texted you back. Mm-hmm. And it was a really long text. It was a really long text. <laughs> <laughs> and it was laying out the whole story. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole story. And, uh, and it was on a Thursday, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I texted you back at 2.45. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd love to talk when you ever get a chance. And you said, how about 3 o'clock? <laughs> I did say <laughs> 15 seconds. Just a short text. Back. Short text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about, about three, three o'clock? o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having a conversation for about two hours mm-hmm. that by the end of it, mm-hmm. you had asked me some things and said some things to me that I had never considered, never contemplated. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I was actually calmer and more connected with myself than I'd been in days. But honestly, I couldn't believe how 
calmer I felt Mm -hmm. in all of that. And that began a process where almost just kind of naturally we started talking every Thursday at three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's where that's where this started. So before we step into the further part, Mm what I've always wanted to know this. (laughs) What led you to text me in the first place? I mean, because it was a little different, right? We had Mm -hmm. talked business wise, that type of thing. And we certainly got along. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a problem. And, and, you know, I was very interested in what you do. And but, but why in that moment? You know, I don't I don't even know if I can clearly state why, except that, you know, if you're in tune with yourself, if you practice presence, you and even if you don't, oftentimes we get sort of like this urge to contact somebody or we're thinking about somebody or we get an urge to do something that we wouldn't have done otherwise. And if we oftentimes follow that urge, there's a reason why. Mm hmm. That's there, right? So listening to that right. and then following through. So there was something about check in with JD. So hmm. I checked in with you and promptly got ignored. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I just knew. But it didn't matter, right? That was the part, too. Yeah. It didn't matter that you didn't get back to me. Right. I wasn't thinking, oh, maybe I need to text him again. And how rude that he didn't text me back. I just knew my part was. I needed to reach out. Yeah. You didn't make up any stories as no to stories why I hadn't responded. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. So <laughs> you listen to that and, and I get that having done mm-hmm. presence work with you since mm-hmm. then, I, I get what that means. You yeah. get that disturbance in the force a little bit or, yes. or that, that thought of, mm-hmm. or that sense of mm-hmm. maybe reaching out would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so then I reach out and I dump that whole massive story on your shoes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. What was that like mm-hmm. on your side? Um, I knew it was difficult for you. Mm -hmm. I knew it was a lot for you. I appreciated that you already felt like you could trust me to share all of that. And I knew that it was, you were at a point where it was just like, whoa, this is more of the, that those moments of like, I am in so deep, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. What I just need one thing to do to magically make this different. Right. I, I knew that you were there, but I knew you were going to be okay. Yeah. We talked for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right? a problem for me, though, on some and, level. And as sure. People know. <laughs> sure. But the connecting that happens, if we're connecting for right. two hours, right? right? And that you were already starting to feel calmer throughout the two hours. Nice. Now, it wasn't immediate. That first hour was a little rough. Yeah. Right. But you stayed with it. And I I could sense that, that you were staying with it Mm -hmm. and that you were going, you were calmer with each, you know, 15 minute increment that went by or what. Right. So, and that's what happens in connection. We do start to feel calmer Mm -hmm. over time when we are in safe connection with another person. So I knew you were going to be okay. We just needed you to be okay for the day and for you to believe you were going to be okay for the day. <laughs> it worked. I mean, I, you know, what I remember of, of the first part of that was um, just being able to talk, mm-hmm. first of all. And you didn't say much mm-hmm. at first. The, in fact, the only thing I heard on the other side of the line was, hmm, mm-hmm. hmm, mm-hmm. ooh, those empathetic sounds, right? <laughs> you know, somebody listening. Somebody listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, 
you didn't have the whole backstory mm-hmm. that people had. So I was, in some ways, I was, you know, there was something cleaner about telling it to you because mm-hmm. it was new, mm-hmm. you know. And because I, I was like, I, I'm just putting all this out there because I don't even know where to go now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then I remember, this is, and this is a big key to understand what we're talking about here on this podcast and what breaking up with bullshit means <laughs> like. Because this was the moment where I realized that something was different here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you were willing to talk and you were open. And that's why I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going to follow. So you, I remember you said to me, okay, so you've caught me up on everything. Here's what you're feeling sad. You're feeling defeated. You're feeling um, some heartbreak. You're feeling some anger. All those things. Mm-hmm. And I said, yep. And you said any of the, anything else, and maybe I said there was something else. But okay, we identified all those feelings, mm-hmm. and then you said something to me <laughs> that cooked my noodle. <laughs> you said, "Okay, do any of those have to be a problem?" And I remember feeling, thinking to myself, "Did I just hear her right?" Mm-hmm. Like I thought I'd misheard you, mm-hmm. and I think I said, "What do you mean?" And you just repeated the question: mm-hmm. "Is it a problem that you're sad?" In this moment, mm-hmm. don't jump ahead and say, is it going to be a problem if I'm sad for the next 12 days? Mm-hmm. Is it a problem right now? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's a problem? And I felt, and I said, no. And you said, why? Well, because I'm talking to you. I feel better talking to you. I feel like you're listening to me and I feel safe. So no, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And then you said, it doesn't have to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And over the next year and a half, how many times <laughs> have you said that to I me? I think I ask you that weekly. Probably weekly. Probably. Yeah, because we still have these conversations every week. <laughs> uh, we're doing a podcast together now, but we still have these conversations every week. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain to everybody what you mean by that? Why does that need to be a problem? You've hinted at it already. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with sad? Mm-hmm. Right. How does that, right. how would you explain that? Yeah. So, um, Gosh, it's so it it's tough to just explain without being super wordy about it, right? Because um, it's so different than what we typically uh, experience, right? Okay. We're typically in our heads, evaluating, analyzing, thinking, future thinking, past thinking, solving for, making up problems, all those kinds of things, right? Most of us spend about ninety seven, ninety eight percent of the time of our day in our in our head. So yeah. If we stay there, there's a lot of things that are problems. Well, yeah, of course, you know. But when we get into a moment and and experience that emotion in that moment, typically from that space, that's usually a body space, and we talked about body that first day and we mm-hmm. talked about body a lot. Um, typically from that space, it really isn't a problem in this moment from an emotional place. Right. To feel that in that moment isn't unsafe. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's when we go up to our head and we think about all the things that the emotion means, like you were talking about, like you were like, okay, this means I'm not going to be successful here or there or wherever, or I've worked so hard and I've done all these things and what's wrong with me? And that's all from a head space. Just because we're having an emotion or we've been in the head space and then that creates the emotion, mm-hmm. either way, if we come at it from that place we're going to typically fall into the trap of it being a problem. Right. 
And so my hope is that we make a whole lot by breaking up with some of this bullshit that we're talking about. We, mm-hmm. we have a whole lot less problems. Yeah, because it's those stories that are the bullshit, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I had never considered that because you talk about being up in the head. Mm-hmm. I am, I've done that my whole life, right? My, my professional training is in my head. You know, mm-hmm. you don't get a PhD without using your mind, mm-hmm. right? All the problem solving that I thought I was supposed to do in the world start, you know, starts there. And you had kind of, you kind of flipped everything on its head because you were talking in that same conversation, that first conversation of like, okay, where do you feel this in your body? And I remember thinking, I, I feel it. I got a terrible headache. My stomach hurts and my back hurts. It's like, what does that matter? Right. I remember thinking, what does that matter? You know, I've been laying on the floor, right? <laughs> you know, it's all these things. How do you think I feel? Anyway, um, but what was what's interesting about it is that idea when you said to me, does that have to be a problem? It probably took me a, a few days to kind of process this out. But what I realized was what I was doing with those those feelings was I needed to figure out what was either A, behind them, what to do with them, what they all meant so that they would stop. That was mm-hmm. the story. If I could figure it out of my head, it would go away. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, and what I've learned with you, and this is the, the kind of bullshit we're talking about breaking up with, if the emotion is a fire mm-hmm. and you're trying to put it out, the s- bullshit stories are gasoline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think they're water, mm-hmm. put it out. But it's actually gasoline because yes. what ends <laughs> up happening is that I can then, if, if particularly if I'm having trouble with other people mm-hmm. and I spin into stories where I start having conversations with them that mm-hmm. don't really exist, mm-hmm. then I start having emotional responses <laughs> to, re- to conversations <laughs> that aren't happening. Right. And suddenly I'm so disconnected and I can be doing this while I'm driving. Yes. I can be doing mm-hmm. this when I'm talking to other people on the phone. I can mm-hmm. be do- doing that when I'm sitting, you know, zoning out in front of the television mm-hmm. and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Not only am I not in the moment, but I'm not doing anything good for myself in the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And I started to see over subsequent conversations mm-hmm. that what was driving me into the ground about this situation wasn't the emotions I was having. It was all the stories. Like, why did I do all those things that helped this happen or that I said mm-hmm. helped these things happen? Yeah. What could I have done different? Mm-hmm. You know, where did I go wrong? Mm, yes. Man. Oh, that question. Gosh, comes up all the time, right? All the time. All the time. Not just not, not just you. Like, everybody, we all do that. We all do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we all do uh, that. Yeah. And so it was interesting because by the end of that one conversation, just that one question, mm-hmm. because what that implied, does it have to be a problem? I don't know if you knew this with your, but the words from the wordsmithing side of myself, mm-hmm. it implies just in the question that there's an option. Choice. <laughs> there's a choice. Choice. There's a choice. <laughs> and if there is a choice, I'm the one making it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I choose in that moment to say, yes, that has to be a problem, mm-hmm. I'm putting my will on it to say, yes, I'm yes. going to make this a problem. Mm-hmm. It, it shatters the illusion that this is inevitable, that yeah. those stories are inevitable. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it before that, that it's about getting present in the moment. Because what I've learned is if I'm sad in this moment and it's okay, or if I'm mad in this moment, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And through the course of the work that we've done, mm-hmm. I've always been okay in those moments. It pretty much means that it's always okay. Yes. Or at least you can be safe enough in a given moment mm-hmm. to hold on to that and let that grief be grief. Mm-hmm. Don't turn it into a story. Let the sadness be sadness. Mm-hmm. Don't turn it into a story. Let the anger mm-hmm. sit there. Yep. And then over time, of course, you know, with a lot of breathing and a lot of presence, those mm-hmm. things just kind of flow through. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I experienced by the end of that conversation was some of the energy had just flown, yep. had flowed through. Mm-hmm. Uh, little did I know at the time that this is what you do. <laughs> this is what you help people do. You help them unstick mm-hmm. from their own shit. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. what you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. You probably don't put that on your business card. I but. haven't, but I like it. So let me think about it for a moment. Um but but yeah, and I remember we talked a lot about where it was just this sense about, gosh, if I have this unpleasant emotion, it means something is wrong. Like it just the unpleasant emotion, mm-hmm. no matter what story is attached to it. The story of I have an unpleasant emotion equals something's wrong is a story in and of itself. Right. Right. And so that that story for you was pretty strong also. Very strong. Um, so as you started to sort of let the emotion be there and move it with some of the practices that we talked about and practiced in, in several sessions, as you started to kind of unkink yeah, and it started to flow, it, it didn't, it, and it wasn't a problem. You and it could wasn't a problem. sit with them. Our bodies are able to do that. We can sit with unpleasant emotions. They're wired to do that. Yeah. That's and to me that was the that was a mind blowing thing. That's a great transition because mm-hmm. that's that was the cool thing about this because as soon as I started getting traction, mm-hmm. which was pretty quick, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because there were some solutions here to just get myself centered and to not feel so threatened by those emotions. The energy went down, mm-hmm. and when I started to learn more about what you were talking about, and of course I had to ask you, right? How does this work, right? And I figured <laughs> all it's like you're in your head again, JD. Right, exactly, <laughs> making up stories. But uh, the interesting thing to me about this is, is our bodies are wired to do this. It's why you were asking me where I felt this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where was I feeling all that pain? It was, at the time, it was behind my eyes. It was in my gut. Hence why I was hunched up in a ball. Mm-hmm. And in my shoulder, same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then to learn that we could actually work with the biology of our bodies to tap into that part of our nervous system mm-hmm. that can calm us down. Yep. Fight, flight, fight, freeze usually mm-hmm. is what we think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we actually have the ability to flow. Mm-hmm. That's as much a part of our wiring. Yes. Which is why if those of you are sitting out there going, this sounds like a bunch of woo-woo crap. Mm-hmm. It's not a bunch of woo-woo crap. Mm-hmm. This is science, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay? So this, because that part fascinated me because I've walked around my whole life thinking my body was just a vessel to hold my brain. And just do stuff to move around. The idea that it was equipped, that all the systems of the body were equipped to help me. They weren't just reflections of Mm -hmm. responses, but they could actually help. Mm -hmm. You got to explain that at the outset because I think it's vital. Yeah, that body intelligence that most of us grew up thinking we're just like, you know, the brain's in charge and and we just have the body to have the body and do things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of intelligence in the body. And when we look at the nervous system, where the fight or flight system is, where the freeze system is, or the branch of the nervous system. We also have a safety system there. Back in the day when we weren't so stressed and didn't have all the distractions and, and all the things to fill up our day. You all remember that. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe some of us. Some of us remember that. I remember not having a, a cell phone and having to talk on the phone right. in front of the whole family because it was wired to the wall. You know, when people would call my friends and then I'm just on the phone. That was not... You know, a joy. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember back in the Stone Ages, right? But there definitely was sort of this ability to kind of um, 
not be distracted all the time. Right. At our age when we were growing up. Right. right? So there would be natural builders into our day of like decompressing. You'd come home from school. You didn't have your phone. You would just naturally maybe just decompress and take a quick nap. Have a snack, take a quick nap, or whatever. Play with G.I. Joe. Yes, right? And it would naturally start to actually get us into the safety system of the body, the ventral vagal system. The ventral vagal system. I always have trouble remembering that name. I know. It's not not a common one. We need a better name for it. Yeah, and that's why I say safety. Maybe we can come up with something. Safety. Yeah. Maybe just give it a name like Sid. Sid. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. Well, we'll we'll think about that. Um, Yeah. So now almost we have so many things available at our fingertips to just kind of zone out with or to stay in the fight or flight system. Mm -hmm. Because it can be a little stressful looking through social media. It can it can be a little stressful getting the news updates every ten minutes. Yeah, ten two seconds. (laughs) It can be a little stressful. It can keep us in the fight or flight branch. It can mm-hmm. keep us in the dorsal branch, too, and that's more of the freeze. So, we'll, I'm not to get too technical today, but we'll get into that. But right. now, presencing, what we've been doing, is, is a great way to really uh, just get us into the safety system, sort of, like, sort of like with intention. Like, we can calm our body through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the Facebook group, we're talking about softening a little bit, and I was going to talk a little bit about that, too. But when we're walking all around and we're tense and like what you were talking about, so you're already tight in the fetal position, you know, your body is constricted and kinked. Yeah. Right. That's going to be a fight or flight or uh, a freeze Mm -hmm. stress response in the body. Right. Right. So then as we unkink and let things flow and create some space there, we're going to be able to naturally move into the safety system. But that isn't going to naturally happen for us. If we're not intentional around it anymore. Right. And it wasn't natural for me in that moment. You know, when mm-hmm. trying to come out of that fetal position mm-hmm. figuratively and literally in that mm-hmm. first conversation, mm-hmm. I remember, and then later on, learning that, no, if, actually, if I stop commanding my brain to figure out what's happening and solve the problem mm-hmm. and actually do some basic things for my body. You had me get up off the floor, mm-hmm. sit at the edge of my chair, mm-hmm. sit up straight a little bit, but re- relax my shoulders, mm-hmm. breathe mm-hmm. for a bit. Mm-hmm. that actually the body can start kicking in those changes yes. to guide the brain in a different direction rather than the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a process mm-hmm. that I eventually, we'll talk about this too later yep. on, mm-hmm. but it's a process I eventually ended up calling going up the ladder, yeah. breathing into the belly to kind of get the emotions and acknowledging those things out loud, mm-hmm. right? I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling this and this and that feel, and then sort of moving up mm-hmm. my focus to mm-hmm. my heart area where there's so much connectivity and so much, mm-hmm. so much emotion can really connect with your feelings there. Mm-hmm. And then realizing in that space that I'm okay with feeling sad and angry and disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't need to make up stories. And yet that space at the heart tells me, and you're okay. Yeah. You feel all those things and you're okay. Mm-hmm. Suddenly then at the top of the ladder is my brain that is listening to that. And is actually, I realized over time, not telling stories. Mm-hmm. It's saying, the reality of this moment is mm-hmm. you're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening. You know how you got here. Yeah. And it can just sit here. Yeah. And you're going to make a different decision from that space than you would have coming from the head down. 100%. Or the head stop. Falling off the ladder. <laughs> right. Yeah. You <laughs> the totally different choices. Right. 
And one feels more automatic, like you didn't really have a choice, and the other one does, maybe it doesn't feel as, as much that you had a choice either, but you were in a completely different space. Mm-hmm. And the choice naturally, or the different choice naturally just happens. And so that's the part of the softening piece, right? If we start to soften our eyes and soften our tongue, that is like the very, very first step to getting into the ventral vagal. Which is like a relaxing, right? It, if, it's not the same thing. I, it, it's hard. And this is going to be like the kind of thing for all of you to try mm-hmm. as we do this. Because it is sort of relaxing. Like when your eyes are super tight, it is sort of a relaxing. But softening, for whatever reason, yeah. feels different when you try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's something about softening that just ends up relaxing can kind of behind it, like feel like there's some effort, like let's relax, right? Like just, just relax. Just relax okay? already. Yeah. Um, and so, but softening is just, it, it almost just happens. Yeah. If you just, if you if just you, say soften a little. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And with that practice, it just, just even thinking the word soften, you don't even need to hear it out loud, will just allow for the face, the eyes, the mm-hmm. tongue to start to soften. And all of that is part of the social engagement um, uh, part of ourselves, right? And so it's be, it allows us to start to feel safe in the ventral vagal system. And then we start mm-hmm. to, that's where we connect. We don't connect in fight or flight. We don't connect in dorsal. With ourselves or with others. No, it's right. too scary. Right. right. Yeah, because if you're in flight, you're not connecting with anybody. No, no. And if you're in freeze... You're locked in, and mm-hmm. if you're in fight, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not connected either. Yeah. Okay. That the, makes sense. So we're all in protected mode, not connected mode, which also means we're disconnected because we're not in connected mode. We're connected in the ventral vagal system, in the safety system. So the more we practice getting in there, the more we are, you know, creating habits for ourselves in our life that allow us to daily, just momentary, get into our safety system because we choose it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, our, our connection quality is is just going to change. Drastically. And and, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I think you asked me to do this podcast with you mm-hmm. on one level is because what I can say to that to everybody who's listening, when my experience has been learning to do that for myself, has then just naturally extended to help every relationship I have with everybody. Mm-hmm. And. I can name, and Tony knows who they are, I can name you 10 people who have said to me, mm-hmm. what has been happening with you in the last year? Because mm-hmm. you hold space mm-hmm. better, you listen better, you're not nearly as stressed out as you used to be. Mm-hmm. You're not nearly as hard on yourself as you used to be. Mm-hmm. You don't nearly second guess yourself as much. And look at you, you're doing all these different mm-hmm. things, yeah. you know, getting writing done, doing podcasts, doing all these things. What's happening with you? Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part has been able to say, well, you know, mm-hmm. kind of learning some some things that that what's great about this. And this is why I got so excited about it. Hence why I started pushing you to do this, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. was because I had spent my entire life. My best thinking had brought me to the point where I was curled up in the fetal position at the foot of my bed. <laughs> that's the best I could do. Right. And but I've realized in since this is hardwired into us, that ventral vagal system, that ability to connect Mm-hmm. is in our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's shown me, and I really believe this, that it doesn't matter who you are, mm-hmm. what you believe in, what your politics are, mm-hmm. if you go to church or don't go to church, uh, if you whatever your struggles are, and wherever they come from, mm-hmm. right? whatever's happened in the past, that no matter what, because we all have this commonality as humans, 
we can all benefit from this. This mm-hmm. can affect it. And the effects that it has on all those other things, mm-hmm. it's amazing the things that I, you know, when I'm giving, breaking up with some bullshit, it's amazing the things I don't give a shit about yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what I do. Mm-hmm. Some things that are really used to be sort of important have become much more important. Mm-hmm. Things that used to be way important are no longer important. Mm-hmm. But that's to me, is the amazing thing of this, that we can all have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't require an implant. It doesn't require... You know, a huge amount of what? School. Nope. No schooling needed. Yeah. Just need to be human. And um, you need to desire wanting to have more joy and ease in your life. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want that? Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And it's and it simplifies things out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I to me, that was the exciting part. So, you know, when when I. There were so many profound changes for me mm-hmm. over this past year. And, and, and Tawny's been in the front seat to watch all that. Mm-hmm. Then I suggested to her, I said, you know, Tawny, at some point, you know, this was all so new. I was so excited. And being a writer, I was like, you need to write a book about this. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you say? <laughs> I said, ooh, that seems like a lot of work. Do you want to do it with me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, and, I, and of course, I said, sure, I'd be happy to guide you in that. And then I had the idea to say, well, you know what you could do is, is do a podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will write a book and then do a podcast to support it. I've done that. Uh, but then I suggested, well, what if, what if you like collected people's stories or we interacted mm-hmm. with people or you did that and you could gather information you needed for a book from the podcast mm-hmm. and the podcast would be an avenue to write that book. And what did you say to that idea? I said, oof. Would you want to do the podcast with me? <laughs> Clearly, I don't like to do things by myself. I, maybe. I don't know. But, but that in connection, right? It's a mm-hmm. completely different experience. Yeah. 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 So. And, and, and I think, and for me, it was an easy choice to say, absolutely, I would. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in part be- of, as a thank you, but also in part because I've experienced this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, mm-hmm. for those of you, if this is all brand new, I was you not all that long ago. And so mm-hmm. um, it's been profound for me. And I've done a lot of stuff. As Tani knows, I've tried lots of different things mm-hmm. to help myself break through some of this bullshit. <laughs> yes. Now, all of it has been helpful in yes. its own way. I'm not, yes. I do, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't regret any of it mm-hmm. at all. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be here without all of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the same time, this is really what was a game changer mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we're both so excited about this, because mm-hmm. it's an avenue to talk about something that really works that's really accessible and we already have all the component pieces in us to do it. Yeah. We love to overcomplicate things. And this is one <laughs> of the things that is not overcomplicated at all. Right. Well, I've seen people try to overcomplicate it. They they really because there's something about if if we're able to do something that's very complicated, right? We feel good about that. Right. right. It can't be so simple. Right. But this really is. The gold is that it's simple. It's not complicated. And like you said, like you started feeling better quickly. Right away. Right away. And I know for myself, I feel better right away mm-hmm. in those moments of. Yeah. And it's not denial. That's no. the thing. No. It's not denial of what's happening. Right? And, and I think that's the key thing. I didn't stop being sad mm-hmm. that day. I didn't mm-hmm. stop being disappointed. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop feeling, well, I stopped feeling defeated because I realized, okay, I'm not defeated. Well, that's a story. That's yeah. a story. Yeah. So I didn't stop feeling those things. Mm-hmm. What did stop 
was the insanity wheel yes. of doom yes. mm-hmm. that was taking me down this path of yes. this is the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead, I was like, no, that's this moment. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was enough new in there that, that I was like, what is that about? Right? Yes. And how many times early on did I, I mean, we've, I'd get into these mind-driven conversations. Explain to me how this works. Explain yes. to me how this works. Yes. Trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And in your, your imminent patience, you kept saying, well, let's just get back to the body. How about you breathe them in? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Because, and in the end, one of the things I've learned is, I mean, all our decision-making is in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. The only thing that we know anything really about right Right now is in the moment in the moment Mm -hmm. and our past stories can be what they are Mm -hmm. and i think they're important to learn how do we you know what are the things that happen to us that this is why we have certain reactions to certain things or this Mm -hmm. is why we like certain things why we don't those are all important but then telling stories about the past or telling stories about what's just happened now or still telling stories what's going to come in the future i was so gone in that it wasn't even a question because it was normal Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm And we're asking people to consider a new normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, an easier way of engaging in their lives. And in the lives of everybody else. Yeah. It, it is really remarkable. Uh, the, the, I don't even know if it's a transformation. It's just Mm -hmm. so much more connected with Mm -hmm. myself and with other people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the ability and more boundary, interestingly enough. You know, knowing when can't really help a certain situation. Well, and that comes from connection to yourself. Right. Like when we're truly connected to ourselves, we're the expert of ourselves. We are in charge of ourselves. The right? CEO of ourselves. The CEO of ourselves, right? When we experience that, um, boundaries aren't such this strange, weird, how do I do boundaries thing? Yeah. Like, is it selfish? Is it not selfish? Like it gets a little muddy, but when we're connected to ourselves, it's a whole lot less muddy. Well, and that's the thing that I found is, is interesting in doing this work than kind of reading what other studies and other experts have talked about. Mm-hmm. All of it makes sense. Like, you know, the, the idea that when you're down, if you smile for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. you can actually help yourself feel better because it kicks in mm-hmm. the ventral mm-hmm. vagal system. Mm-hmm. Right. So you yeah. see all that. But what's interesting for me is by turning that whole process on its head, getting out of my mind first mm-hmm. and starting in the body, mm-hmm. I sort of intuitively know mm-hmm. where those boundaries are. when I can help in a situation, when I need to just listen. You know, it's really interesting to feel like suddenly you can navigate better. Like as if if your body knows something. Right. Right. (laughs) So that this is, you know, part of what we're doing here is the podcast, obviously, and also wanting to collect the stories, wanting to help as many people as we can. Absolutely. So we want to hear the stories. We want to share the stories. We want to have a big um, dumping ground for the stories. Want to help people troubleshoot the stories. Yeah. 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 Because uh, we all have them. Mm -hmm. And certainly I've shared my big one that got me started with Tawny. She's heard others since then that I have. And and they do happen every day. Mm -hmm. This this isn't just something you dump by the side of the road one day and it never happens again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just it becomes a practice. Like paying your bills. Like paying your bills, <laughs> right. You, you, you always pay your bills, right? You just, so, yes, you'll be paying bills the rest of your life. So you have to keep practicing. Yes, you, you have to keep. It, we don't arrive at a particular place, and then we don't have the practice anymore. There's still We still brush our teeth. We still take a shower. We still pay the bills. We still practice softening, presencing, 
centering in our body. Yeah, and it, it's something that we have to, you know, you have to keep doing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy thing to do at any given point. You don't have to, like, clear out time in your day or anything like that. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I pull into a parking space sometimes. Mm-hmm. Before I go in somewhere, I'll mm-hmm. do that. Or mm-hmm. um, even just sitting on the couch or, or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, we want to do this because not just to talk about what this is, but actually to help people get engaged in this. Mm-hmm. And so you can reach us at various places. We mentioned the Facebook group. Just go on Facebook, look for the group built, uh, Breaking Up With Our Bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, and you can join it. It's a public group. And Tawny um, or I post content just about just about every day yeah. uh, to talk a little bit more about this. Uh, we're also up on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, Getting that going. Yep. And, uh, and you can look that up by our acronym, BUWOB. B-U-O-W-B-S. <laughs> Uh, the podcast, and you can find us on Instagram. We'll be up on Twitter soon, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, there's a video feed of this on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that because you're watching it. Uh, <laughs> but we really do want to hear from you, and we want to hear what stories you have that maybe you want to break up with based on what you've heard here. Maybe you have an idea what that is. Maybe you don't, but you're sort of in a spot where I was, and you need someone to help you unthread that. What we can do here is Tawny's been doing this for years. I'm the person who's like you, just, you know, a year removed or so. And so I remember what it feels like uh, to be you so I can empathize mm-hmm. with that. And then we can either talk about your story on the air, mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. You can come on the show mm-hmm. if you'd like. You can be on the phone. You can be in studio. We can use your real name. We don't have to. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about different things where this fits, yes. right? Different topics mm-hmm. along the way yeah. um, to kind of help you play this out a little bit more. And, of course, we'll do a little bit of practice in this, too. Well, you know, in days ahead, we'll show people what Mm -hmm. it looks like Mm -hmm. uh, and you can listen to it or watch it. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're doing this, Mm -hmm. Um, because it works. It does work. work. And I want people to have less struggle. (laughs) We all want less struggle. (laughs) And it's closer than we think, right? Yes, it is. um, All right. So I know we covered a lot. We did. Yeah. Was Uh, there anything else? I think we're, like, running. We're running. running I think this is good. Yeah. I think this is good. So. Uh, we got more to hit. And of course, if you want to email us, uh, you can email us uh, at uh, Buob the Podcast, B U W O B S, S, the podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can ask your questions there. And uh, in the meantime, I guess we'll see everybody on the next episode. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yes, I want to hear that music again. I know. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I kind of want to too because it's so good. I know it's so good. I know it's really fun. So, uh, well, thanks for showing up for the first episode of breaking up with our mm-hmm. bullshit. Yes, thank uh, you. And glad you're glad you came along for the ride. Continue on with us, and uh, we'll see you down the line. You want to say yeah. anything else on the way out? Um, are we supposed to say something like a tag something? Like, we don't have one yet. Like pick up your poop or something like that. Debunk the junk. <laughs> Debunk the junk. That's on our, that's, that's even actually, on our thing. Okay, that's right. Debunk the junk, Debunk folks. the junk, folks. Until next time, <laughs> identify your junk and then come on in and we'll help you break up with that <laughs> bullshit. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my groove. Here we go. To be right, everybody else to be wrong. I got something to prove. A new man has come into my life, and I'm going to stay here in New York to see what it is about him that intrigues me so.